Welcome to the Missionaries Podcast. Stories from the mission field for everyone, for you to listen, learn, and enjoy. Your host for today is Martin. And welcome everybody to this new podcast. This time we're going to talk about priorities. And let's be honest, we all struggle with, well, I guess we all struggle with setting our priorities. There's a actually a Dutch song, we've got so much to do, we've got so much to do. And, um, well, I don't know about you, but I sometimes get overwhelmed with what should I do today? Not Not so much as should I do anything, but as in... We've got so much to do. What are we going to do today? Let, let, let me, just to give you an example. Uh, last week we got scanned by somebody and that, well, that, that cost us a serious amount of money. And today I was standing at the food bus. We've got a food bus here in town uh, to provide food for homeless people. And one of our projects is to try to get homeless people off the street. And to give you an idea, um, on average, this to get some of the homeless, one per, to get one of the homeless people off the street, it costs us around 40 hours. Uh, so two hours here, three hours there, one hour here. So if you add it all up, it costs us around 40 hours. And it costs us around 350 euros per person to get them off the street. When the project is finished for that person, they've got a house, uh, they've got a job, they're back in contact with their family if possible, and they can start a new life. And in all honesty, uh, let's be honest, it's a life-changing project since if they do stay homeless, the average life expectancy of a homeless person here is around four years. And after that, they're either off the streets or they're dead. So to change somebody's life for 350 bucks and 40 hours, well, it's it's quite cheap, let's be honest. But somebody scammed us. And with the amount of money that the person scammed us, we could have saved three people. But now that money is gone. On the other hand, we, we've we got a girl that we've met and she's got diabetes. She's three years old now and they don't have money for her medication. So we could have given that money to the girl who has diabetes. But now we can since we don't have the money anymore. It's gone. And we also have the refugees here from Ukraine at the moment. And they're not doing great. They've lost everything. And we're providing them with coaching, counseling and therapy. And it also costs money. I mean, you have to rent a room. Uh, you have to provide for just practical stuff. Give them a cup of coffee. I mean, even a cup of coffee costs money. But we don't have it. 
But let's just say some sort of miracle happens and we do get the money back. So then we have to make a choice. Let's say tomorrow somebody gives us a thousand bucks, which is a huge amount of money. What are we going to do? Are we going to save three people off the streets? Are we going to save the girl who has diabetes? Or are we going to save, let's say, uh, three refugees? That's a terrible decision that you always have to make. And, uh, well, I don't know about you, but um, I often struggle with it. It's, it's, but still, I mean, d doing nothing is, is not an option. So I thought about it for a while. How do we handle it? So, so let's talk through that. And maybe that helps you when you have to make decisions. And let's start with a Bible verse from Matthew 28, 19 and 20. This is what Jesus said, and he said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. I am surely I am with you always to the very end of age. So doing nothing is not an option. Yeah, we do help um, homeless people. We do help refugees. We do help well everybody who is in need. But our core business is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And that's one thing that not only we have as a calling, but also you as a listener, if you're a Christian. You have to do that. And our tool to accomplish that is give coaching, counseling, and therapy. So that's the tool that we use. And yeah, we give them practical help, but the practical help needs to work towards the therapy part. Yeah, we can give them a house, but there's a reason that a lot of people we see are not doing great. That is because they've got some mental problems. And as long as we don't tackle the mental problems, they will run into a new problem very fast. We can give them a house, but if you're mentally not okay, you will lose the job that you finally found pretty fast. And you will lose your house all over again. So it's no, it's actually of, it, it may sound harsh, but... We find it of no use just to provide them with a house if we cannot tackle their mental problems or at least help them to, to tackle their mental problems. And there is only one way we believe that to tackle your mental problems 
and that's God. Only God can get you out of it. I mean, let's be honest, the world is a pretty rotten place. You just heard of some of our dilemmas. And yeah, I mean, it's a pretty rotten place. And as long as you're focused on today, how do you survive? That's, that's a tough one. So the only way out of it is God. So our first goal is to go and make disciples of all nations and teaching them everything that Jesus commanded us to do. We use therapy, coaching and counseling for that. And we use practical help to get to that point. So it's some sort of domino game. I don't know if you were a kid, you had those dominoes, you could put them out on the floor. And if you tick the first one, the rest will follow. So that's what we do. And um, that helps us to set our priorities. However, it's, it's not easy, let's be honest. Um, who are we going to help? The homeless person, the refugee, the expat who's in trouble. Um, and, there, and the thing is, it, it's actually good that you're struggling with it, with those dilemmas. There is a verse in Matthew 25, verse 40, that says, um, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. It's the story about the final judgment. So if we see a homeless person laying on the street or a refugee who's crying her eyes out, we don't see the refugee, we see the king, as in Jesus, as in God. And then it starts even to get, well, not, not better actually. Then it's not just people who you're talking about, but then it's God who you're talking about. And if Jesus is laying on the side of the street, what are you going to do? Just, just leave him there? <laughs> That's not gonna fly. It's Jesus. If you look in Exodus 25, and that's about the building of the tabernacle, it is so specific. It's not just building a tabernacle. It's not just building a house. It's, it's the tabernacle for God. It is so specific how God said how you had to build the ark, the table. Even the lampstand is specified. Not for 80%, but for more than 100%. It has to be serious quality. The curtains, the frames, the crossbars, it's... it's it, it, get this, even the oil for the lampstand is specified. It's not just throw some oil in it. No, it's specified. It's for God. It has to be the best of the best of the best. So if you work for God, it's not cutting corners. It's not like, ah, oh, we'll throw something together and we'll just, we'll fly it. No, it's not. It's for God. 
And that even makes setting priorities even harder. If we do something for God, we better do a good job. Not just 80% or even worse. Let's say that you'll have a task in church, that you'll have to clean the church. It's not just a building, it's God's building. So what are you going to do? Just don't vacuum? Well, it looks alright. It, yeah, it's not that clean, but well, we'll survive. We'll vacuum it next week. No, it's it's God's, God's church. <laughs> God is there on Sunday morning. And you're there to glorify Him. So doing a sloppy job, that's, that's not an option. So how do you do that? I mean, but let, let's go back to the question, what's the most important? So the most important is the verse from Matthew 28. That's the first commandment. However, there's also... Well, there, not however, but there's another verse that complements that. It's in Matthew 6.33. Let's, let me look it up. Hang on. Um, yeah, there it is. But seek, the f seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will add it to you. So the first one is to seek the kingdom of God. And the rest... It might sound weird, are these details? And don't forget, we've got a jealous God. Exodus 20 verse 3 says, You shall have no other gods before me. And if you have to make the choice, do I... Let's say you've got a nice car. You just bought it brand new and oh man, it, it, it is the car. But in all honesty, um, there's also a homeless person laying next to your house. Whoops. And uh, are you going to wash your new car today? Or are you going to help the homeless person? Wow. Who's your God? Your car? Just what I said, whatever you did for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did to God, you did to Jesus. So, first of all, it's God, number one, nothing else. And then we get to a verse from 1 Timothy 3, 5. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care for God's church? So yeah, we can go out in the street and try to help other people, try to bring people to God. But it's family first. Well, God first and then family. 
let's be honest, <laughs> it would be quite a joke if, um, <laughs> in our case, you rescue somebody from the street who's homeless, but by doing so, forgetting all about your own, your own family and lose your house and be homeless yourself. That would be quite a joke. <laughs> or you're very busy in church in whatever sort of thing you do for a church. Um, but in the meanwhile, you forget all about your own kids. They are number one. You can fly all over the globe, do good stuff for God. But hey, your kids are still back home. How about them? How about your wife? Uh, yeah, that that would be weird. But but we see it pretty often, to be honest. So do think about that. Yeah, we do get it that you probably think you have to rescue everybody. But the first thing you'll have to rescue is your own household. You have to manage that first. If you don't do that, well, the order's not okay. And let's not forget our own bodies. Uh, everybody who knows me <laughs> knows that my body is not that great. But I'll have to take care of it. There's a Bible verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. I'm looking it up already. That says, do you know, do you not know that your bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God. You're not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I once had a teacher. She told me first eight thingies, bandages, stuff like that. And she asked me a uh, question. What are you going to do if you see somebody across the road who's laying in a ditch and is wounded? And my answer was, well, get to that person and see what's wrong. And there are procedures for that to check all that. And she said, no, that's not, that's not, that's no, no, that's not correct. So I thought, okay, maybe I have to, the wrong procedure. Um... So I said, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'll go to that person and lay him on his side so the person can breathe. And then I'll go to the next procedure. And she said, no, that's, that's not correct. I said, okay, what's, what's the correct order? The teacher said, you first look left. You look right. You look left. And you look right. Because maybe there's a car coming. And you'd never ever cross the road without looking if there is a car coming and the car might hit you. First, make sure that you're safe, that your household is safe. Otherwise, we might have a second victim in the middle of the road and that's you. And if you're the second victim, how, you can, how can you ever help the first victim? You can't. Even worse, now there's a second one, so we need more people to help both of you. And now you're not there for your family anymore, so the problem even starts to get bigger. Well, that was quite a lesson. And that not only goes for your physical health, um, get a decent meal, stuff like that, but also for your mental health, for your spiritual health.
when was the last time that you did some serious Bible studying? Not just reading, but serious Bible studying. When was the last time that you had some quiet time with God? I mean, how can you help somebody spiritually if your own spiritual life is not that great? You have to take care of that, right? So, before you do anything, it's first seek the kingdom of God. Then it's your household, manage it. Then it's your own body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we've taken care of all of that, then we can take the next step. And in all honesty, one of the things that we're doing here, we have a retreat for missionaries. And the missionaries are not here for just sweaty feet. They, the people who visit us very often are not here just for a retreat and rest. A lot of them are here for some serious coaching, counseling and therapy. And it very often comes from setting our priorities not correct. And we don't blame them. We struggle with it every single day. However, there is a great Bible verse in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 that says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So don't be anxious about anything. I mean, it's it's not your plan what to do today. It's up to God, and God will bless it or not. It's 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 His. Well, He will always bless it, but it's His plan, not yours. You can work hard, you can work your asses off, but it ain't. I mean, it's up to God, not up to you. So don't be anxious about anything, and. Always thank God for all that he already gave you. He gave you way more than you ever deserved. And please, ask God what you need. Ask God what your priorities are. And then we get to verse 7. And the peace of God, where it surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Only if we give it all back to God every single day, we can survive in the work that we do for God right now. If we don't do that, we'll drive nuts. So if you're driving nuts, the question might be, are you really giving everything back to God? It's his problem, not yours. Yeah, sometimes you have to make a choice. Take a left or take a right. And you might not know which one's the best one. But in all honesty, it's God's problem. So take a left or take a right, whatever. 
God will bless it. He has a plan. Let it go. It's it's that's the only way to survive. And if you do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, then He will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So don't be anxious. So yeah, I I guess that's that's it. That's the only well, or at least that's the only way we survive. Um, let me look up one last Bible verse for you. Give me a sec. Um, yeah, this is a great one. Maybe this might be something for you as a missionary or as a church member. Well, actually, everybody, every Christian should be a missionary. It doesn't matter if you're out of the country somewhere else or if you're doing missionary work in your street, your colleagues. So this is for all of you. It's, um, yeah, this is a great verse. Mark 12, 28, 31. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them all and asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? So this is all about priorities. Which, which commandment? What should we do first? And Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Do you get do you get what it says? Let, let, let me get back. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, not 80% of your heart, but all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. Can you imagine all your strength? I, I don't know if you've ever been to the gym and you put everything in it and you think, oh man, I've got nothing left with all your strength. And then the Bible first says, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandments greater than these. So God is number one. And then comes your neighbor. But God gave you your body. God gave you your family. And honor God with that. And when that's taken care. Then you can move on. And try to help others. Let me. Yeah. Let me end with this first. This is, this is maybe the toughest one. Let's be honest. We can save... Or we can try to save uh, the homeless people in our street. We can try to save all the refugees that we've got here. We can try to save expats who are in trouble. We can try to save the whales. We can try to save the polar bears. We can, we can do whatever we want. And I mean, let's be honest, it's important. The globe is not that great nature-wise. So yeah, we should take care of that. We should take care of our neighbors. We should take care of the environment. But get this. Mark 8 for 36 and 37. 
This is a very rough one, so please be seated. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? Wow, that's a rough one. So if you have to make the choice between practical help or the great mission, therefore I go make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, the great commission comes first. If we do not save people for eternity, they will go to hell. And yeah, we can give them bread today and they will live for today. We can even try to give them more. Let's say we give them a house, we give them an income. We give them everything so that they'll survive here on earth. But what's the use? We can some sort of try to give them 80 years. <laughs> but after 80 years they'll die. And if they'll go to hell... What was the use? <laughs> it's of no use. So the first thing, the first priority, is to tell people who Jesus is, what Jesus did for them, that Jesus died for them, that Jesus died for their sins, and if they believe that, they are saved, and there is a good future waiting for them. And if we took care of that, they will change into a new person. They will get a new life. They will get a new family in Jesus Christ. So Jesus himself is our mission. And the practical help that will follow. But the long-term result... That is what counts. Jesus, heaven, being with God. That's what you have to fight for every single day. F for yourself, for your wife and kids maybe. For your family, for your neighbor. That's what counts. And if you took care of that, okay, then practical help will follow. We can fight whatever we want, but if we don't bring anybody to Jesus, it's of no use. Well, that's about it for today, I guess. I do realize that this might have been quite a, quite a rough podcast, I guess. But for one or the other reason, I felt that I had to tell this today. And maybe to you as a listener. What are your priorities? What are you going to do? Yeah, once again, we struggle with it every single day. But please, do give it back to God. It's His problem. Not yours. Set your priorities together with God. With God is help. Set them right. 
if you don't do that, that's not good news. Every single day, we hope that the retreat program here that we run here dries up, that we don't get any new clients. Every single day, I hope and pray that we were not necessary anymore in our coaching, counseling, and therapy mission. That it's not necessary anymore. But sadly it is. Please, we hope and pray that that you don't have to knock on our door. That you set your priorities straight. However, if you do need help, please do knock on our door. We're here for you. And if you're listening to this and you think, oh gosh, I made a huge mistake, give us a call. You'll find it on our website and we're more than happy to help you with whatever we can. All for God's glory. And I want to say thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe, follow or whatever and talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Missionaries Podcast. For more information about this podcast and how you can help us, visit www.me.pl. God bless and keep up the great work for His glory.